guys welcome to another episode of mc anime mc here and leslie is back how's it going it is going what is this like the third or fourth time i've been on this great thing oh uh, yeah you'll be you know you're here you're helping out that's how it goes yeah and, well uh, the topic you gave me is something i'm inter- uh, very interested in so hey my topics are pretty interesting so you can't complain no, no, I don't. I don't. And I and I get to talk to you. I like my conversations with you. Exactly. And if you want to see more podcasts near you, like Apple or podcast directories, we also www.mcanimepodcast.com. We also have the Patreon community. You can support us on there and, uh, you know, give us some heads up and give us some recognition. Anyway, this particular episode of MC Anime will be Halloween Origins and the Lord. We have Leslie, who's a big fan of Halloween, and it's going to talk about Origins and how the lore came to be. So, the essence of Halloween, what does it come down to? The original origin. The essence of Halloween, uh, you, so it deals with the, the fall or the harvest season where I guess back in the olden days, when farmers and stuff were growing, they would grow from like the spring all the way up uh, for like six months. They're, slow. they're working their fields and trying to get the best crops that they can. And then as the days start to fade away more into night, it's time that they start harvesting their year's worth of crops. And okay. So. Halloween is like the, the harvest time. Doesn't the harvest also have to do sacrificing as well? Like you give a some type of stock of fice. Yeah, I guess some societies and religions do that. They get they you know because back in the day you know they uh, I think it's a pagan or Celtic or probably around the world is you gave sacrifices of some of the best crops, maybe even animals, to the gods. To, you know, thank them for giving you a plentiful harvest, or, you know, nothing came and destroyed your crops over the years, whether it be animals or raiding parties. So that kind of thing. So yeah, there is, you know, sacrifice in there. It's giving an offering to the celestial beings for protecting them throughout the year. Halloween before Halloween is uh, a religious festival uh, Celtic spiritual tradition so it's in Celtic tradition it's a word that's song wind and when you usually celebrate from October 31st to November 1st you welcome the dark half of the year and then you believe that the barriers in the physical world break down during song wind you learn more energy Citizens of the underworld. So, what do you think of the the dead citizens of the other other world? What do you think it's that? Hard to pronounce, yeah. So, uh, from what I uh, looked in the Sawin is they talk about it as the the doorway between um, you know the human or earth the earthly realm and like the spiritual world or whatever are. Dissolved for 
right or whatever and that's when they're at their thinnest so there's always talks about that's where they have like fairies and creatures kind of crossing over where you have uh, not humans but like monsters stuff like that they're going they're able to walk on earth so to speak for the night and as you said it is bringing in the darker part of you know winter's coming and you know days are gonna be a lot shorter nightfall is gonna be you know longer so it's it's kind of like they're like you said you get to harvest you're offering uh your food maybe your best to whatever to keep you protected during the long night that are ahead so to speak mm-hmm. and you know uh ancient sunwin is kind of interesting because the clout is very significant for the full quarter fire festival is a midpoint between the fall equinox and the winter solstice so do you think the date is kind of significant between the equinox and solstice yes because um you um usually like like i said where where i live up north in the u.s um you know when it started to sun instead of going on you know setting at like 10 o'clock at night it started to set at like 6 30 and pretty soon it, the days are getting shorter and the nights are getting longer and i think halloween is kind of like the you know the last of like the weather still decent before it's nighttime falls at like four o'clock you know every day and so yeah kind of like the happy medium between that and the winter solstice which is if i'm correct it's the time where you have the longest night time yep. so, the longest day So what uh-huh. do you think of like hearth and how fire is like symbolic? Well, I mean, you know, probably like I said, back, back in ancient times, you know, fire was basically the only way to see at night. So fire, as I said, representing the sun is representing light. So you'd be able to see into the darkness, you know? That, that That's what I, I'm understanding, but I could be totally wrong, you know? You can have some scholar that's a lot smarter than me tell me what the real reason is or what they think the real reason is, but that's what I'm assuming the fire is representing is that, and that's why they go to their house and everything, so they have light so they can be able to see around their house and stuff like that when they're dealing with the yeah. night. Oh, well, okay. Also, another thing is fire. Fire is a visual. It casts whatever embers to be able to see in a limited so the fire can guide you. So in going back to the hearth and taking the original fire, the wheel, back to your house is like a guide of preventing the darker half of the year to interfere with you on this particular night in this celebration. Of un, un, 
life. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Right on. Man, you, how do you know all sorts of stuff? You just study it all the time? Jeez, you need to oh, get a lot of information. Yeah, this Bible oh, also believes that, you know, a lot of times fire is like a weakness of the dead or a weakness to blind. You know, vampire can't be in this direct sunlight, all this other stuff of lore yeah. and mystery. Yeah. You know, the... Lord of the Rings, the entire orcs cannot be in sunlight. They burn. They have to go on the during the day to even do be able to do stuff. Or or like the the school or whatever to get um, beaten up by fire and you know scares them away. Can't kill them, but kind of scares them to go away. True. And also, uh, fire is a truth. So is just there yeah. but it seeks the truth and prevents any interference it's like a gateway between not a gateway it's more like a division of path and it's in the way so it blocks it temporarily and you can use fire as a way as a means to escape yeah yeah so that's ancient something now we go into like monsters or something. So what do you believe of the monsters associated with something? Well, it's that, uh, supposedly creatures or beings from an- another world come and they start roaming the streets at night, you know? And I think as we pertain to like modern Halloween, people dressing up in costumes being scary um, and handing out treats, it's, it's kind of like people will put on these disguises so they can like kind of blend in with these monsters you know or creatures from another world and not be uh hurt or you know they're they're basically like kind of roaming with the mob they're one of them and the otherworldly beings have no uh, no other idea so that's why i think costumes and stuff is a disguise so they can be able to walk among the beings from this other realm become and then i i assume that the candy is like them putting out uh like an offering or like food food for them so they don't get attacked they would be like they're going up to a place and like oh there's food they're not hungry anymore and they they take the offering and move on to the next place so to speak you know the candy is the offering in modern day application now Another aspect of the mom's view with the passing of loved ones, ancestors are believed to come from beyond the plane during this night, also known as the land of the dead, the day of the dead. So, uh, what's the big implication of day of the dead and song? Well, Samhain is, is dealing with, like, more harvest at the Day of the Dead, I believe. From what I understand from uh, Latin cultures is, like you said, is a day that they, you know, they, um, not, what can I say worship? I'm trying to think of the best word. They, uh, you know, remember their ancestors and stuff, and it's the Day of the Dead, and you see the church gold, it's... They're just basically, you know, maybe it'd be like a, a kid remembering their dead parents or 
grandparents or aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, you know, it's, they, they kind of reminisce about their, rather it be, you know, one that they knew a relative that long been dead is to kind of, you know, just have a representation of their ancestor, their culture, remembering where they came from. And it's kind of showing um, love for the, the spirits of their ancestors. And that's how they show respect. And another thing they have dead that's kind of interesting is the day after Solomon or Halloween. It really like, as the passing of you know the dog of the year come to pass, the remembrance of the spirits that are left of the ancestral plane speaking to maybe we you know reconvene with the living in a way as well. That's a good way to put it. You know, and another thing about like Sawin or like why it kind of represents with like monsters and stuff. I do know that uh, like they believe that the stars and certain things are aligned to kind of bring energy, you know, negative energy or magical energy or something like that into. Uh, it's kind of like lined up perfectly, so that's why you have things associated with it because. You know, a lot of the stars come out um, during this time of year, so, so to speak. And some of the, you know, monsters of ancient Scotland is like the Doahal, which is the impious creatures, headless men on horses with their heads. Um, yeah. We also have the Pukha, you know, the, the, to receive the hovel offerings, Lady Gwyn. There's also a headless woman in white with a black pig. So there's a lot of different um, applications of different features of different flora tracing back. Um, and also, it's believed that, you know, if you haunt and kidnap you could come to the West or the houses to steal you. Know, it just keeps going on with like the different lore building up. Because Tronwyn continues on 
centuries later. So it's still, yeah. uh, it just takes yeah. a different form. So I can add things, you know, and instead of, it's now a tradition for families to protect themselves from the fairies and now the witches. So now the witches are introduced into the Middle Ages in Solomon. Uh-huh. You know, you have the Solomon, the Solomons, which are personal Solomon fires, but you know, they're closer to the farms and actually able to do things in a way that's beneficial for the family during the time frame. Because the Middle Ages is a really devastating time. Definitely very brutal, a very, uh, you know, a lot of change was happening in the world. of Sondland kind of like on this time of year gives a sense of comfort and custom and what you did before having a fire festival to you know just enjoy pass the time you know, have a day to seek it's gonna come so get ready for it stuff like that and harvest is still a big to those days delivering just enjoying the day it kind of gives you something to root for as well yeah yeah you ever feel like you were like rooting for a particular day to happen and you couldn't wait and it finally came and you were like overthrilled oh a couple times in my life yeah where it just like you know it's like man i've been waiting for this to happen for a while and you're like a week away and you're like can you just happen now we have to like you know so i have to like, go live my life until that day comes and then it's just like boom you know it's just so amazing and it's pretty crazy but yeah and now imagine that aspect applied to the middle ages and how how dire the situation a festival type activity to give the people morale yeah and that that's a good way to put it like solid you know it is a morale booster you're you know you have the whole town or village getting together they're bringing all their 
their crops and their, you know, their livestock and they have a big feast because they're celebrating their hard work so there's you know they're having big, uh this food everywhere they're drinking and maybe people are you know this dancing or you know enjoying themselves you know it, it's like a big party because you know pretty soon it's going to be winter and they're not going to be able to do much because they're dealing with snow and you know freezing to death so this is kind of like a time for them to you know just have it out because they've been working for what six months out of the year or whatever or so to speak just to like have fun you know and they're hard working and this is like finally able to let loose and relax and have like their little fun time from all the hard work they put in for the past like i said six seven months uh you know the original jack-o'-lanterns were not pumpkins they were turnips they're turnips i thought the jack-o'-lanterns were like orbs or whatever but now they're turnips okay you have to tell me this oh, oh, i mean you know, they called turnips they called it jack-o'-lanterns and you know they put a light in it they called it and that's how you know no pumpkins have a ghoulish face when you eliminate by candles now the practice of decorating was an island large turnips and potatoes sort of early canvases the name jackaline comes from the uh, folktale by a man named stingy jack irish immigrants brought the tradition to america home of the pumpkin and became an integral part of halloween festivities from some like the all hallows eve or whatever i think is like then it's kind of like all put it together like halloween and made it into one like more universal day i guess you would say mm-hmm. you know we have the dumb stuff up uh food was considered by the celebrants but only after inviting ancestors to join give the families a chance to interact with the spirits until they left following the dinner. Children would play games to entertain the dead. The adults would update the dead on the past year's news. That night, doors and windows might be left open for the dead to come in, eat the cakes that had been left for them. So who do you actually believe ate the cakes? The dead. 
believe the story to it would say it's the dead that they're leaving out the kid uh the good for them, so to speak, so mm-hmm. Okay, I believe it. So this is where uh, Christianity kind of trying to take a hold of Solomon and you know it you know, Christianity gained a foothold in pagan communities. Church Blazers tried to reframe Sondman as a Christian celebration. So, take a religion, they take one tradition somewhere else and try to adapt it to their own customs and ideological thinking. What do you think about that? I mean, it, it, it ha- it's been happening all throughout history, you know, when some group comes in and it's conquered another people, they kind of take, I guess, whatever they do in their customs and combine them with their own and make something new. It, it just, and, it, and so I'm sure there's a lot of other holidays and stuff from other different peoples around the world that have been conquered by other people that have just been completely wiped out and it's really hard to, to know, you know, that's why Solomon and all, all these festivals are only there's evidence out there but it's been so far gone you know just how it transitioned that you're not sure what is real and what is just kind of like hearsay you know oh, yeah. uh fifth century they try to move it to may 13th specifies the day of the saints and the martyrs the fire As people or as humans, we 
kind of evolved from being cave living in caves and just gathering stuff to you know turning animals to domesticate them or being partnered with us getting better weapons and the sticks we find uh, start growing our own crops you know and then even further back you start realizing um you know as we started again evolving here you know deal talk about halloween so harvesting you learn what when to plant crops you kind of know when to start harvesting them you develop you know learning about the, all the different things of the earth and you get a better understanding of how things work and you do the more information the more stuff you learn the better you know you can get with crops and livestock and growing things it's you just evolve and that's just how traditions or you know holidays do they just evolve from stuff that happened long ago they take parts of this part of this one and they bring it into this you know and they they just kind of take from a bunch of different holidays from different cultures and make new ones bind them all together or whatever you know what i mean that you might like trick-or-treating it's it was derived from ancient irish and scottish practices to the nights leading up to stock you know you are loving the practice of putting on costumes going door to door singing songs to the dead cakes were given as a payment so here's the transition we have costumes on the monsters door to door is basically like the community aspect visiting different people in your monster costume or costume in general and then you're singing songs and praise to the dead around you so you're like blending in with the dead in a way and then the cakes was your was basically the offering from the people from the door-to-door houses to the monsters which were the practices of the people doing door-to-door think of that analysis that's kind of like spot on and then i guess like over the years when they started abandoning the beliefs of you know different realms and all that it just kind of became more for kids to you know put on outfits to go door to door and get candy you know and they're keeping it alive but it's a totally different meaning now you know yeah it's like it's like still essence is there just down basically downplay yeah yeah i guess as you the beliefs or way of thinking changes it still has uh, you know where it started but it means totally different things you know so i mean one tradition of Sonwin is the pranks halloween pranks tradition and Sonwin tricks were often this is the you know the plan for the tricks the blame on the fairies so the fairies mysterious little mischievous creatures would pull tricks on the people around them to revoke an action that's usually what Frankie is they would play tricks get you go get you to be flustered be mad provoke some type of action behind the trick. 
So yeah, do you have anything like trick related that might sell up with the fairy lore? That classic movie scene, the kids get in trouble, the police get alive, and all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and you I know, think it, I'm gonna say it should. And most of the prank to do were supposed to be all in fun and good humor, and weren't necessarily to like cause harm. But you know, sometimes it, it, you know how people get out of hand; they make it go no. too far. Lighting up uh, a bag of people from the dog and it's <laughs> <just> going everywhere. <laughs> That's that is definitely not really nice because it smells. And it burns. It's going everywhere. Oh god. Yeah, imagine you're like, what is going on? You stepping it. Oh. say that it was part of that like i said it was wicca is oh and they say in celtic culture or pagans or whatever it was um about supposedly human sacrificing is an aspect and that's what they did for the gods to for protection or whatever but i remember reading things or learning about that they're not even sure wicca Thank you. 
inclination. So that contemplates the play of song. So I'm going to be in a final festival right between the fall equinox and the winter solstice. So it kind of plays into a natural theme of the holidays with the globalism. And, you know, kind of shifts into Wicca, Wiccan belief as well. I know they have, like, the Wiccan culture is based off of, like, natural medicines, herbs, and stuff, so I figured that Wicker um, is also goes back to dealing with the harvest, that's when everything is uh, ready to be picked or, you know, pulled and used, because that's when everything uh, is, like, ripe, you know, and it's ready to go, because if you wait a little bit longer, you know, the cold spells are going to come before an actual winter happens and it's going to kill off the plants and stuff. So that's when I guess, you know, maybe even what they say about magic is that it's strongest because that's when they had all the stuff that they, you know, used for spells or whatever. Because they were ready to go because if you don't use it, then it's going to die off. Which was originally brewed or made. Yes, yes, their impact is lessened because it's not as good or, you know. Well, not as potent. It's not as potent, so it's less dense. Yes, yes, there you go. See, you're using the words that are in my head and just can't pronounce them because <laughs> big, big words make me think, and then trying to think and talk at the same time doesn't always work well. And uh, so, one thing, though, like, potions lessening or less potent is uh, radiation. You know, certain things have a half-life. Over time, time does degrade different metals and the different things in the periodic table. So, you know, maybe the potions have a half-life and they really quit in like a couple weeks or a couple years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, now since we've did like a history of how things are Halloween and stuff, let's talk about what well, since we're talking about trick-or-treating earlier, when did you stop trick-or-treating? Uh most like trick-or-treating experience was most of the neighborhood. And then we went yeah. to other big neighborhoods, got that candy, and then surprisingly my candy was lasting for months. Sometimes it lasts so long that I had my mom try to go in my room and steal the candy because I wasn't eating. But how old were you when you kind of stopped trick-or-treating? Maybe... I don't think I necessarily stopped. I just did more like trumpet treats kind of stuff. Right, right, okay. Well, you know, I get... Playing trumpet Doing organization or club activity and decorate yeah, the car. Yeah, right, those are always fun. I like doing that. I want to say, um, I think the last year I did it was actually when I was 18 because I was uh, my uh, the girl I was dating at the time was still in high school. She wanted to go and they're like her friends or whatever, and I was like, sure, whatever. And I went ran around. It was, you know, it was like. The last year I did it, so to speak, before I started, you know, going with either be like my nephews or like neighbor kids or, you 
you know, stuff like that. Instead of going and getting to Kenya, or just like uh, watching kids run around and supervise them and stuff. I kind of transitioned into that, and then there was, and instead of Halloween trick or treating, I went to Halloween parties. True. Treating is hard to say, but when I stopped, we were still giving out candy to other people. Oh, yeah, so I did that too. too. I would eat yeah, the candy cover that we had afterwards. So we basically, once we bought the candy, had a stash, and now we didn't have to go. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, we'll just keep this here for ourselves so we don't have to, you know. Stop this project and move the right front and move around the table 
where we have all the pumpkin theme items like pumpkin latte and the pumpkin spice. And the pumpkin. So you became so you became the pumpkin king. Why are you making me do it? Because you brought it up, we need to sell the pumpkins. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. So you became the pumpkin king. Awesome. Sure. And then I don't like that idea, but it was a pain. <laughs> You became the pumpkin king. I mean, yeah, whatever you got to do to get rid of it. I was going to say, like, literally not far from my house, there's a farm. And they still have a bunch of pumpkins out in their fields still. You know, it's like every weekend I see, you know, they're putting them out to sell at their little stand that they bring up on the side of the road. But then driving by, you see a big old pumpkin still in the field. So, yeah. Oh, boy. probably... Another thing I'm probably another thing we're probably here. We get pumpkins. We send them up on our porch. You know, sometimes we carve them, sometimes we don't. But we also have pumpkins that we don't carve. And they last through like the middle of end of October, November. They usually last a good long time, surprisingly. And then we throw it in the ditch. Or the squirrels get into it, whatever comes first. Squirrels love being pumpkins. Like, squirrels, get away. This is my pumpkin. But yeah, if you come outside, you might see a squirrel trying to dig into the pumpkin. Or you might see a bushy tail coming from a pumpkin. <laughs> uh, pumpkins are great. Especially when we don't call them, and squirrels just get into it. They love it. They just start doing that recently. Squirrels get well, into it. Well, at least we didn't have, at least we didn't have another repeat history of, I don't know, having pumpkins being stolen right off our porch. That was interesting. So, you, now as an adult, you're dealing with the selling pumpkins and all that stuff. I get it. Yeah. It, why? Why do we have so many? We have two big pallets of heirloom pumpkins. These are the weird, the odd-looking pumpkins. The green one, the weird orange, the white, all these big ones. And then the large and jumbo pumpkins are selling. Those are the regular orange pumpkins. Little ones are kind of selling. The stall pumpkins are selling. You know, we had, like, I think Rose Globe with a dressing up the characters kind of thing. I think they had, like, one left or something. Yeah. I had to reach in and get out of the bed to the lowest level and get it out. It was a heirloom pumpkin. I was gonna say, I remember last year I bought a, uh, a pumpkin and it didn't really start rotting until sometime in December and it was still it was cold out. But then I had another pumpkin and within like a couple weeks it started rotting in the inside and collapsed. So pumpkins are weird. I just thought it was cool to say. Especially if you don't get squirrels trying to poke holes in it, it's pretty good. <laughs> they're just trying to get some stuff, you know. Hello. They're trying to get everything they can from that pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, squirrels gotta eat too. I can't say, uh, this Halloween, I'm hoping it's gonna be fun. Uh, you know, uh, got some horror movies to plenty on watching. Uh, and I'm just gonna, I wanna get into the, uh, the spirit of the season. Come to a close talking about the 
Son Win is still played out today in this different aspects of what it originally was. Leslie, thank you for being here and able to give correspondence on Halloween and your inspiration into the identity of what Halloween is in Sunwin. Yeah, no problem. I enjoy I always enjoy doing things with you. You uh we always uh make it interesting. But uh I am working on some Halloween stuff, so I'm hoping to get that out. I got a couple of photos that I've started on and I got a video I just start um just got done making. I gotta just make sure everything works and I'm gonna be posting that soon too. Alright, well sounds very good. And uh, you, this concludes the episode of Halloween Origins and Lore. You can check us out where you have podcasts near you. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other a- a Google Podcasts. www.mcanimepodcast.com is the official website where you can find us and have visual posts and everything that is MC Anime Podcast. Join us on the Patreon community where you can support us, be a special guest, give topic proposal, poll participation, and more in Patreon community. And uh, thank you so much and enjoy. Bye, guys.